Welcome to the Right Division Network Podcast, a production of Grace Family Bible Church in Buffalo, New York. I'm your host, Pastor Scott Morton. And we'd like to thank you once again for joining us as we study God's Word, Rightly Divided. We're going to be continuing today in our study going through the book of 1 Thessalonians, and we are here in chapter number 4, and we've been looking at verse number 11, which says, And that ye study to be quiet, and to do your own business, and to work with your own hands, as we commanded you. And so we've been looking at this issue of where the Apostle Paul has been speaking about the individuals who are part of this assembly in Thessalonica going about and doing their business. And so what we're actually going to start looking at today is what business was the Apostle Paul actually speaking about that these individuals needed to be making sure that they were going about and actually doing that business. So let's turn in our Bibles here to 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. And we're going to see where the Apostle Paul is going to be speaking here about this issue of the things that we need to be doing here. We're going to pick up here in 2 Corinthians 5, starting in verse 18, and we're going to read down through verse number 21 which says, And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So as we look at this issue of where the Apostle Paul is speaking here about the business that we are to be doing, we see how he identifies the fact that we are seen as being ambassadors for Christ. So that's the role that we are to be doing. And as that ambassador for Christ, we are carrying out this ministry of reconciliation and having the word of reconciliation that we are supposed to be sharing with this world. That is the responsibility that we have. That's the business that we should be doing if we're going to be following the things of what God would actually have us doing during this dispensation. So really the first thing that we would need to have an understanding of is exactly what is that word of reconciliation that's been given to us that we are supposed to be proclaiming. And we see how Paul, since he's writing to this assembly in Corinth, he's already given them 
that information, we go over to 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, where we see the gospel message that's been given to us for today. And that gospel message in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and we're going to read the first four verses of the chapter here. And it says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Now here in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, we have the gospel message which has been given to us for today. This is the only thing that can actually provide salvation during this dispensation. This is what we are supposed to be going out. We're to be carrying out what is the will of God, the will that we find over in 1 Timothy chapter number 2, when we read here in verse number 4, where Paul's giving things saying, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. This is what God wants for all of mankind today. God wants all of mankind to receive the salvation that's being offered and also to come unto the knowledge of the truth. That's why you see over in Titus in chapter number 2 when it talks about how the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. That all of mankind has access to this information and it's up to us to be proclaiming this information to individuals so that way, one, they can receive this salvation. And then the next part of it is once somebody has received salvation, then God intends for individuals to come unto the knowledge of the truth. And that's the continuation of the proclamation of the information that's for today that we find in Romans through Philemon this is what we are supposed to be doing and as we're taking the word of God in and it's having an impact on us then we're going to be able to proclaim this message and that impact that it's going to have on us is going to produce the result that the Apostle Paul tells us, if we go over into the book of Philippians, let's go to Philippians chapter number 2, to where we see what the intention that God has for us today. When we read here in Philippians chapter 2, and verse number 15, which says, That ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world. 
Now, the responsibility we have, as Paul is saying here, is that we are to be shining as lights in the world. And the only way that we're going to be shining as lights is allowing God to be working in us and through us. What we see, how Paul describes that over in the book of Galatians, and I'm going to read Galatians chapter 2 and verse number 20, which says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. We are to be allowing the Lord Jesus Christ to be living in us and through us. That happens as we take the doctrine in apply it to our lives the change is produced in us he then lives through us and we can shine as a light to this world to where they can see the result of what is intended by the word of god that's the business that we are to be going about and doing this is what Paul is, that's why he calls us ambassadors. It's why he talks about that we have a ministry of reconciliation. And that ministry of reconciliation involves us preaching the message and living this message. Because if we're not living the life that God intends and we're sharing this message, individuals are going to be looking at who we are and thinking that they don't want to be a part of that message because they can see in us what the message is producing. And if they feel that it's not producing the right thing in their mind because it has the appearance of evil, and that's why you see Paul continuously give these practical things about how we're to be living our life, we need to be living a life that God intends. That's why you see the passage, and I made a reference to it earlier, and we'll, we'll turn over sec, you know, Titus chapter number 2. And we're going to read here verses 11 through 13 of Titus 2, which says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So it's the grace of God that's going to teach us the things that we should do, and the grace of God is going to teach us the things that we shouldn't do. And as we're doing that, then we're going to be going about that business that the Apostle Paul is making reference to. And as he's describing that, we see how he brings up that there's another part of this in that text when he says that study to be quiet, to do your own business. And he says, and to work with your own hands 
So he's going to bring up this issue of that an individual needs to be working. That there's a reason why we're to be doing this. And we see how Paul in his epistles does bring up that issue of individuals working and starts talking about the purpose behind those things. And we could turn over, for example, let's go to a, the book of Ephesians. And we'll go to chapter number four here in the book of Ephesians. And we're going to read here a passage that a few weeks ago we I actually covered on a Sunday morning as we've been going through the book of Ephesians. So we're going to read here verse number 28. It says, Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. So we see how Paul contrasts the issue of stealing and working, instructing the individuals that they should be working, and then there's a purpose behind that work, and it's the issue of that an individual would have the ability to be able to give to him that need. So it would be able to help those who need some form of help. Now, Paul does bring up an issue. Let's turn over to 1 Timothy chapter number as he starts to bring up some issues about that idea of working. And in 1 Timothy chapter number 5, we're going to read here verse number 8. And it says, But if any provide not for his own, and specially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith, and is worse than an infidel. So there's a responsibility that the Apostle Paul is bringing up here of where individuals should be working. You know, we see how it's to provide for those who have a need, but there's a primary responsibility of that an individual should be working in order to provide for his own, especially for those who are of his own house. So there's a responsibility of providing for those who are you know, part of that house, providing for the family, and that's why there's that need to be working. Now, we see how, Paul, let's turn over to 2 Thessalonians, or we'll go to 2 Thessalonians chapter number 3. And we're going to see how, you know, something that's going to almost seem to be harsh in some ways of where Paul is saying this. When he says, we're going to read from verse 10 down through verse 13 of 2 Thessalonians chapter number 3. When it says, for even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. Now them that are such we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ, that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. But ye, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. So 
as he's writing to this assembly in Thessalonica, he's identifying the fact that they have individuals who are refusing to work and expecting that somebody is going to be providing for them. Now, this is not talking about an individual who does not have the capability of working. You know, this is somebody who very clearly could work, has that ability, and is making that decision of that they would not work. And what Paul is saying here is that, you know, if any would not work, neither should he eat. So, really, when we start combining these passages together, that Paul is really saying that those who are refusing to work that could, that they're not really in need, and that individuals shouldn't be providing for them. Now, over in Romans 12, you see how Paul actually identifies and says about what the attitude and thing of an individual should be when we read here in Romans chapter 12, and we're just going to read here verse number 11, when it says, Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Now this is, as Paul is laying out some things of how an individual's life should be looking, and he uses this term and says, not slothful in business. So, you know, really you could look at that idea of slothful is someone who would be lazy. That an individual who's identified as part of the body of Christ, who has that ability to work, should be working, should be seen as being a hard worker should be looking to be able to provide for their family and to be able to provide for those who are in need and that those are the things that individuals if they're truly following what God has laid out let's turn over to Ephesians chapter number six we're going to see another aspect of this idea of the work that Paul is identifying here in Ephesians chapter number 6. We're going to read from verse 5 down through verse number 9, which says, Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling and singleness of your heart as unto Christ. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will, doing service as to the Lord, and not to men, knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. And ye masters do the same things unto them, forbearing, threatening, knowing that your master also is in heaven. Neither is there respect of persons with him. Now, in this passage, and this is you know, another one of these places where the Apostle Paul is continuing on with 
laying out the things of, you know, the practical things of how it is that we're, we're supposed to be living our life. And how as Paul is laying these things out, you again see how he's describing this idea of, you know, individuals, you know, those who are the service, those who are working, that they're to be doing things of, you know, having, you know, it's not just eye-pleasing, so it's not just having an appearance of work. It's the fact that they are actually truly working and working hard because that is the will that God has with these individuals. And so he's laying out and saying, this is what we are supposed to be doing. This is how it is that we are to be living our life. This is how we would be honoring unto God if we are doing these things. And if we're going to be pleasing unto God following that doctrine, then we would do all of this. We'd be working hard. If we're not going to be, there is going to be you know, the thing of where this would impact the reward that we would have. Now, there's a big reason why the Apostle Paul actually really has to get into a very large discussion because we've seen how there's a number of passages and he keeps bringing it up to all of these assemblies about why it is that they should be working. And really, that's where, in our episode next week, we're going to pick up and start with that idea of why Paul had to be saying all this. And he's, he has to be saying it because the doctrine that had preceded him had a viewpoint related to the idea of working and providing for individuals and that viewpoint no it doesn't carry over to this dispensation but there are passages that say things that are going to run contrary to what the apostle paul would say for today and with the fact that those are there individuals are going to try to pull them and say that they would apply to us in this dispensation. And so we're going to have to have a real understanding of what it is that the Word of God says and why it actually says those things that we can find, that we're going to be finding them in the book of Matthew and the book of Acts. Why? Those instructions were given to the nation of Israel and why it is that they don't actually carry over to us today. Now, as we close, I always like to remind everyone of our website, which is www.gracefamilybiblechurch.org. And on our website, we have a number of study articles. We have some charts in your that will help you in your study of God's Word. We have some audio files of previous messages we're probably going to you know start uploading some newer ones soon um, because we've been really saving everything on facebook which is where you can actually catch our services live as they're being broadcast 
but for those who don't have Facebook accounts, we'll actually start putting some newer audio files up on our website, you know, very soon as well. As always, I want to you know, encourage you, if you have questions, comments, feel free to reach out to us. Our contact information is on our website as well. And, you know, I want to thank everyone for the support that's, you know, whether it's, you know, just praying for us, you know, you know viewing our videos, listening to our messages. Um, there's also some individuals who provided financial support and, you know, there have been a couple anonymous gifts that have come recently, and so I can't actually thank the individual who's who has sent them, but I do want to provide a public thank you for those who are supporting the ministry here in the Buffalo area. And as always, if you are, ever happen to be in the Buffalo area, we would love to have you join us on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. where we meet at 83 Anderson Road in Cheektowaga, New York. And, you know, once again, thank you for joining us and, you know, keep fighting that good fight of faith, preaching this message to this lost and dying world.